Hi there. My episode today is another one that was sent to me via email from a reader who had bought the book, Turn Your Real Property into a Wedding Venue Business off of Amazon. Um, Her husband and her are going through the process of relocating from their current home in California back to their home state of Wisconsin. And so they've started hunting for property and had considered um, or somebody had brought up to them um, a thought. And so they reached out to me to find out what um, we had done with the properties here to be able to um, to address their concern. So, hello, my name is Stacy. My husband and I currently live in California, but after almost 10 years of relocating for jobs, being away from family and achieving corporate dreams, we're preparing for our next chapter. We are going to move back to Wisconsin, surprise our families with building our dream house and starting our wedding venue business. While looking for land, the question came up, do we build the venue on the same plot as our home and what is the risk? So how are you able to protect your home if you're running a venue on the same property? And is there any kind of risk with having the venue on the exact same plot? Um, For example, losing it if there's any wedding liabilities. So great question, an obvious concern for everybody out there. In the book, I've said it on a couple of these episodes here on the podcast, you know, risk is one of those factors. It's kind of the downside to a business like this. Um, Every time you have people on your property, obviously you are, um, you're exposing yourself to some sort of um, a risk from an injury or accident damage, whatever the case may be. Um, That is exceptionally different than just having your buddies over for beer and, um, and one of them, you know, tripping on the sidewalk or something like that. So, There are really four big steps that you can take to help protect your your asset, which is your house. That's you live in there. It's important to make sure that you are protected, especially if it's where you and your family live full time. Um, So I'm going to walk through those. I am going to tell you that, again, I am not a lawyer, nor am I an insurance agent. You need to have those two people on speed dial in your phone if you're going to do a business like this. I'm going to tell you what we've done and um, give you some advice so that when you go and pick up the phone or shoot off an email to your insurance agent or your lawyer, you are armed with some information and have an idea of which direction to be able to take this, but always listen to their advice and what they recommend for you. So, because this is a legal issue here and an insurance issue. Number one is prevention. So, No amount of policies, uh, contracts, or anything like that will protect you if you just have a terribly unsafe piece of property. So go through and view your property um, as somebody who doesn't know anything about anything. Um, They don't know where all the um, rocks are in the ground to trip on. They don't know uh, where the wiring is. They don't know where anything is. You know, it's it's really easy to be so familiar with your home that you overlook some things because um, you just know they're there. Um, where people get hurt or injured are when they don't know what's going on and they're surprised by something in there. And so you really do need to make sure that before you open your doors that you go through and you do a really good inspection. Um, you know, you're looking for um, electrical issues, making sure there aren't any exposed wires or places where people could get electrocuted or shocked on accident. Um, you're looking for, um, you know, making sure trees and limbs and branches are all safe and, and limbed up. You know, do you have any areas that somebody could trip on and are they marked or are they eliminated, you know, grading, 
um, you know, the property and stuff like that. So it's smooth and people can transition and on and on and on and on. Um, do you have places where um, kids can go off and hide and dig around and stuff? Those are called attractive nuisances. You know, is there an old barn with some cool tractors in there, but there's a bunch of rusty nails poking out everywhere. And if the kids were to wander off from their parents, they'd find themselves back in there playing with that and then getting hurt. Um, are there ponds around there? Do you have um, signage? Do you have policies in place to be able to make sure that kids and adults, for that matter, don't wander off, um, you know, and go off into a pond someplace and, you know, be injured or worse? So first of all, go through your property. Make sure that you've got a safe property. Um, second is um, your homeowner's policy. This is your first level of protection. So you have to get, or you should get, I mean, if you've got a mortgage, you've got an insurance policy on your house. And so you have a homeowner's policy. Um, your homeowner's policy is only level one, and it only works if you disclose to them that you actually have a business on the property. If you think that your homeowner's policy is all you need and you don't tell them that you're actually running a business on there, they could actually cancel your policy on you. And so you have to be upfront with them. Disclose the business. Um, you don't want to have that voided. Um, alternatively, you could also get a commercial policy, um, something that uh, would be similar to going out and getting a rental property, you know, you go out and you buy an extra house and you're going to rent it out to somebody to make some extra income. You don't actually have a homeowner's policy on that, but you actually have a commercial investment policy. And so you could do one or the other um, in, in order to be able to protect your house. And so that protects the homeowner in this case, um, which is you directly. Your third step then is when you're going to be running a wedding venue business on your property, um, you need to actually set up that venue rental as a separate legal entity. It, it's a business. It's not just, you know, Stacy and her husband, you know, running it as a sole proprietorship. And again, if you're into this and you don't understand business structures, the book does touch on it. You can do some Google searches for the differences in legal structures. But in this case here, what we're talking about is you have a venue business and it is a separate legal entity and a legal structure. And um, you want to make sure that you're setting it up with the right legal structure. This is where your lawyer comes in and is really handy with that. Um, the essence of having a business running on your property, however, is that you actually maintain the integrity of that business. And um, there's a, a term called piercing the corporate veil, which is when you run the business like it's just your own household and you aren't making steps to make sure that the legal entity is its own separate thing from your home and everything else that you do, then if you do have a problem, somebody could say, hey, well, you know, it's not really a legal entity, it's still you. And then that, that, that brings that exposure and that risk all the way back to your house. Um, and so make sure that you are disciplined with your practice on how you treat your business. And, um, and then with that, get a corporate um, or a commercial liability policy for your business. And so, again, you have a, a homeowner's policy on the house, and then now you've got a venue business that's renting the property from you, and they have their own level of insurance. And then the last piece of insurance that we've required um, from our couples all the way since the beginning of time is called venue liability. And so if you go out there and you do um, some web searching and you're looking for event uh, liability insurance policies, a company that we've used and recommended all the time for our couples is WedSafe, that's W-E-D-S-A-F-E.com. They're actually a large insurance company that actually has a special division that insures events only, um, in this case, weddings mostly. 
But what it is, is it's a one-time policy that basically, um, I always characterize this with my couples when I tell them they have to get it. Um, I don't even let people on our property until they actually have that policy in place. And so I require that they give me a copy of the certificate of insurance 30 days before the event so that I know it's in hand and it's ready to go and it's enforceable because I don't want any rehearsals or anything like that happening and having people, again, you know, bringing themselves onto the property, their cars, their stuff, their kids and everything, and us being exposed to the risk. And so venue liability policy, like I tell a couple, is we as a venue have insurance that protects our couples from us, and the venue liability policy is what protects us from the couples. So in a nutshell, it, um, it covers all of their personal items and personal belongings. It covers their guests. But the biggest piece that I love about it, and that's why I always um, you know, tell everybody that they should just go ahead and buy a policy, an event policy from one of these companies, is that it has host liquor liability. And that's a big one because host liquor liability is insurance that covers accidents related to alcohol. And so when your couples come on the property and they start giving away free beer or wine, champagne, you know, tequila shots, whatever, um, they have some obligation responsibility for the actions of that person, you know, all the way from them leaving and driving away um, to go home at the end of the night. And so the host liquor liability is that, that coverage there that um, protects them. It lists the venue um, as protected as well. And it's the first line of defense in case anything happens. So if somebody hurts themselves that was invited to the property by the couple, that's their protection. And, um, and then from that point forward, you've got all those other additional layers in there. So there are a lot of things that you have to put in place in order to be able to protect your home um, from the, uh, you know, the risks that there is with this type of business. Um, it's not an impossible thing to do. Um, like I said, your best protection is always prevention. And um, that's why chaperoning on a property and having some degree of supervision with every event also gives you the opportunity to be able to watch out for any hazards, people that might be getting carried away, that might be drinking too much and they look like they're going to hurt themselves, um, walking around every once in a while and making sure that people aren't in areas that they shouldn't be. Um, making sure your signage is up to date um, and letting people know that you, you know, hey, you need to leave, letting the parents know the kids are running around. And all of those different measures actually can go a long ways towards protecting you um, from any of the, you know, terrible things that can go on. And I'll, I, I guarantee you, there is not a single family or couple out there that is looking to have a beautiful wedding out there and wants anything to go wrong. And so, if you're able to communicate with them also to have to ask for their vigilance and being able to make sure that everybody is safe out there, you're going to end up with a great event and the risk to you should be just extremely low. Um, but again, like I said, not a lawyer, not your insurance agent. So what you should do is if you are looking at property um, or you have a house already and you wanna be able to do this, call up your insurance agent. And if they don't specialize or deal with commercial policies, then ask them for um, a recommendation of somebody who can. And then um, when you're forming your legal structure for your business and you wanna make sure that there's the right steps in place in there to isolate your venue rental business from your personal property, talk with your lawyer about the, the best way to be able to do that and what kind of practices that you should have in place. So. Stacy, thank you so much. I'm, I'm glad that you and your husband love the book. Um, I asked Stacy in an email I sent back to her and said, hey, let me know how you guys are doing and keep me up to date on your progress. And so I appreciate everybody's questions and I'm looking forward to hearing more from you guys. Mm -hmm. 
Hi. So this has been another episode of Wedding Venue Business Radio podcast. If you would like to submit a question for me to answer on the show, please go to the website at weddingvenuebiz.com. Find the contact form there and type in your question or comment that you have for me, and I am happy to answer it on the podcast. Again, my name is Ami Quiriconi, and I am, as always, extremely grateful for your time. Have a great day.